What's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Coming at you five days a week with all the fresh Clippers news. And we got a doozy for you today, I'll tell you that. Dude, the heat is on us right now. The heat is <laughs> on, Charles, of course, referring to the tampering that the league is threatening to uh, clamp down on, and we are in the center of the clamps, it seems. We seem to be the example that might get made, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of that talk, and then we're going to be doing the freshies. We do it every single week. It's sometimes rookie status report, sometimes new guys to the team, sometimes just things we want fresh news on. Yeah, uh, which we want a lot of it right now. So it, today it's going to be a lot more prospective, and then we're wrapping things up with everybody's favorite daily segment, <laughs> Shavings. <laughs> Uh, we kind of rumble around what's going on with everything else in Clipper Nation. Today on the docket, we're going to be talking um, ESPN just did their top 100 list. It's that time of year. You can tell. Oh, man. We love um, them. People are very, very thirsty for the content. So <laughs> <laughs> all that and more coming up right about now. So if for some reason you missed the stuff that happened on the weekend, uh, there was a story that Doc told that wonderful story about pitching Kawhi and he picked Paul George off his list of players and uh, all this yes, stuff. Yes, him. Very, very, it's a very nice story. Yeah. Doc laid it out very well. But then Woj came out and he said BS. Ba- I mean, basically he did. BS. He said uh, he refuted Doc's Kawhi picked Paul George from a list story. And now people are kind of getting upset with this tampering stuff. So Woj said that Paul George requested the trade days before free agency. Okay. From the Thunder, and that there may have been some talks that him and Kawhi may have talked. We don't know about that. Strong reminder, players can't be fined for tampering. Very true. Which is a very key aspect. Um, People are upset that given how Woj reports, you know, a lot of other team signings. Yeah. That it was interesting he withheld this fairly key piece of information, some would say, from another team's perspective. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm just kind of surprised that it's, like, coming to light now. It's really Um, only because Doc told that story, which I think is, we'll get into that in a sec, but I think that's You think that he he personally offended Woj somehow with this? No, I think Woj just wanted to set, to actually be like, no, this is actually, you know, Woj is a scoop guy. And wanted to be like, this. no, this is actually what happened. He couldn't have done that. I'll give you the real scoop. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, got oh, I thought I got the I, scoop. Uh, no, so yeah, I think Woj just wanted to correct, or I don't know. But the only reason that Woj talks about this is because Doc talked about it. 100%. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people just seem more upset at Woj than the clip. See, so that's what I was going to say, is that um, it? I think what the Clippers did uh, was, you know, this was maybe the card that we held the furthest from our chest. Yeah, uh, was was you know our pursuit of Kawhi. That's yeah. you know it was well known. People around knew what league. was going on. <laughs> People were making memes about being desperate. You know we've seen it. I we was know. making those memes. Yeah, that's fair. We know about it. <laughs> um, so the Paul George thing, if they knew that they wanted to play together before the end of free agency, not a surprise. No. Um, also, if they decided that they wanted to play together in free agency possibly at the behest or suggestion of the Clippers franchise. You're in murkier waters. I still don't know that it's 
full tampering yet. I mean, Kawhi is a free free agent. Yeah. And Paul George, I mean. That's where it gets a little murky for me because not, you know, say Woj reports this. Yeah. As he reported a lot of other things. Maybe other teams in pursuant of Kawhi, Lakers and Toronto, are like, oh, well, hell, if they're making this play for Paul George and they seem to have the assets to do it, that makes our pitch a lot harder. We should maybe put our efforts elsewhere. And this isn't to say that he should have helped these teams out. Woj can report whatever he wants. But I can kind of see the anger and annoyance with how every detail, granted, certain franchises have more leaks than other franchises. So that information does come out. I can see how maybe leaving, like choosing to leave out this detail could have rubbed some people the wrong way. But it doesn't seem like it's on us. You think that Woj is in the pocket of Big Bomber. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, I don't think it helps that idea at all. I think because I feel like in the last last year this came up too, we talked about this with who uh, Shams and Woj are reporting for. 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 Yeah. yeah. Who, you know, who's the team mouthpiece? Who's the agent mouthpiece? What's going on here? Absolutely. So that opens up that can of worms a little bit too. It just, I mean, I don't know. I... It would be wild if he did request this trade days before free agency. I mean, because I mean, and if he did, my thing is kudos is, on him for not making it seem like at any point when he was in Oklahoma did he want to leave. I will say that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so and I mean, I guess two things. A, I don't think that having evidence that Paul George requested this trade days before free agency still necessarily is strong enough grounds. To, to do anything major about tampering. For sure, and it's like, not and on us because that's a player a issue. Yeah, once again. And yeah, because it, just like you said, it's a player issue. And B, the other thing is, I just really have a hard time believing that Woj and other media people knew that Paul George requested a trade days before the trade deadline, trade deadline and we heard nothing. I just, I, I'm sorry. I really find that to be hard to believe. Because there would have been other offers for Paul George. There would have absolutely been other offers <laughs> yeah, if for, one for team Paul George. Is... And people would have then known that Kawhi was interested in pairing with a specific superstar. And that would have given, that would have honestly opened the field up more, I feel like, for other teams. I mean, those are good points. We talked about how, I think this we talked about this like right after the trade happened, how if other teams knew about this, they could have, A, tried to screw us over. Even, I mean, not that we exactly fleeced OKC for this deal. We gave up a lot, but teams could have driven the price up. Yeah. Teams could have wowed them with a different offer. Yep. If you're a team with a bunch of picks, say you're Boston. Think Boston doesn't want Paul George? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I like that idea that... But then this kind of plays into that hand of if Woj knew this, you got to report it. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's So here's the thing. It's also murky. Yeah. We don't really know what's going to happen. Do we think, with all this tampering, you know, everyone's in a huff with tampering and whatnot, is there any chance... Because we've talked about how do you even punish this. Mm-hmm. Like, what, do you vacate wins? Like, yeah. Because it's funny because it all happens before the thing. Yeah. So if you tamper oh, yeah. and you get a super team, what what now? Like you win the championship and they're like, actually, that has an asterisk next to it or something like that. Is there a chance we're going to get fined or maybe be seen as an example of kind of the last to do this kind of tampering? I think that we will get hit with a fine. I do think that. I think we might get fined too. Um, 
do I think that that's a true indication of any sort of sort of wrongdoing? I personally don't. It's the same um, with the magic thing. I think that it is the stockade of the NBA. It's like, <laughs> yes, these guys did wrong. For sure. Don't do this. But the thing is, and I brought this up. Uh, I was on Josh Lloyd's podcast the other day. I, I was talking about how I just don't get how you're ever going to prevent this. And we have like this joke of a ruling that Adam Silver could somehow get on players' phones. And take your phone like he's a teacher. Like he's a high school principal. Um, and I still think, I mean, A, I think that that doesn't progress the league in any sort of positive way. I just don't. No, I don't it's see, Yeah, I don't see how <laughs> policing your players makes it any more, like, makes tampering any less of an issue. Um, and I think the other thing is, uh, to keep in mind is that I get that it sucks to lose a superstar if you're a smaller market. I mean, it's, you know, for it's, sure. it's really hard to ever lock one down. It's much harder, I'm sure, to keep one. Uh, but the thing is, is even with all of these situations where guys have forced themselves out, it's not a situation where they're getting nothing. Yes. OKC. Yeah, OKC got a future. I think OKC got the best possible return that they were going to get for Paul George. For sure. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, like a player with two injured shoulders... <laughs> You need to hit and as much as we love him. Yeah, they oh, got yeah. a bunch. They they really got a lot. And I'm not saying that it wasn't worth it for us, but I'm saying like it's not like they walked away with nothing. Yeah, they got their next point guard. Yeah, they got very serviceable player in Gallo. Yeah, they have pick like yeah, they're set up if they run it right. And then like let's just take the opposite scenario. So let's say there's no tampering involved whatsoever, and a player just wants out. We can't prove that there's tampering, but it's a Jimmy Butler situation where the guy just wants out. Yeah, he just wants to leave. He's not going to play anymore. Yeah. How is that situation better than tampering? Yeah. Like, does that help you sleep easier at night? Yeah, they just hate your city and franchise. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you I, know I just... You'd almost rather have the tampering happen if you're the small market. For sure. Yeah, like, I just don't know how... Instead of, like, no, people just don't like Minnesota. (laughs) Or wherever. I don't mean to single them out. Yeah, it just seems like a, a bit of an arbitrary distinction. The crazy thing, too, is that Doc really enjoys talking about this saga, it seems like. Doc loves talking. Doc's a storyteller. He has a quote. He said, I got a few free meals since the Kawhi deal. And it's like, man, you got it. Like, you need to help us out a little bit right like now. Like the new car? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't call it a kickback, but it was kicked back. Call that me. a, uh, uh, it's a Cadillac Uncle Dennis is Kick- what they call that one. <laughs> kickback. I call it a come up. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the other thing is like, Doc... I, th- I also think Doc, maybe the list thing was a story, but that's what Doc was there to do that day. He was there to tell the story of the signing, and people want that more. Well, and maybe... I will say, he maybe needs to chill on the, I've been getting some free stuff since the Kawhi thing. Because that is not what the NBA wants to see. They specifically were investigating inappropriate yeah. gifts. It's just not good optics. Optically not great. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a better story. Also, who's to say... That the situation wasn't, you know, they knew they wanted Paul George, but maybe when Kawhi, when when Doc got his first meeting with Kawhi, he came in with a list of, of players as, you know, in case we can't, J-I-C. these are the other guys. For sure. And he was only still interested in the one guy. Yeah. It's a good call. We won't know because we weren't at that meeting. Or were we? Or were, are we the tampering? <laughs> Coming up after this, we got one more point to add into this freshie segment. But first, long day at work. Are you listening to this podcast stuck in your coffin of an office? Treat yourself for the meal you deserve. 
and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Hey! Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCKEDON. All capital letters, one word. So welcome to the Freshies. It's fresh. It's fresh. So I have a kind of an existential Freshie talking about our last segment about how maybe Doc's being a little too sly. Yeah. Are the Clippers going to be this new kind of coy, even more so playing it close to their chest now that we're good because we've been kind of kicked around and been this punchline for so long that now that we're sitting in the driver's seat, we can say things like, got a couple free meals from the Kawhi thing. We had this list. Just this kind of like, we're smarter than you guys and we know it a little bit. It's the, I'm it's, getting that vibe a little it's bit. The very, it's like Steve Kerr clipping your nails at a press conference vibe. Yes, I'm getting this kind of like, oh, everyone's mad we're doing good, huh? <laughs> well, we're going to keep doing our thing. I'm into it. I like it. Who do you say currently has this helm? Doc. No, I mean. Oh, like what team? Yeah. I don't think a team has it right now. Maybe the 76ers. Gotcha. Because they went through the most processy of processes yeah. to get to where they're at. All right. Whereas we, we got disrespected last year with our win totals. True. We, the team showed us included and a bunch of other people that we could get two superstars. Absolutely. I was proven wrong. I was too. Now everyone is mad because of the new tampering stuff. Yeah. And I think our guys are like, oh, you're mad? Oh, okay. Sucks to suck. It does. Suck we had to a first suck. round pick turn <laughs> turn into Kyrie Irving that we didn't get. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Like, yeah. I'm into it though. There's nothing worse than your team being bad and only continuing to be bad. and only continuing to be terrible. But yeah, I'm interesting to see if we get a little more sass towards certain NBA. I mean, I think already stuff. a pretty sassy squad. I mean, Doc's already talking about the free stuff he's getting, <laughs> which I want to work for. Um, okay, now an actual freshie. What on earth is happening with Paul George's injury timeline? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's getting reported. Like, uh, Jovan Bu had a great uh, piece in The Athletic about how, like, he had a snippet in there about how, like, Paul George and Kawhi and Lou Will are making these late night trips to the gym. But and yeah, all this like, stuff, and it's like, dog, you're playing a lot of basketball. <laughs> but they've specifically been, like, the organization themselves have been, you know, very vague with it. Yeah, I think um, Lawrence Frank said, we don't talk about timetables. We leave that to our medical staff to determine that. Yeah, like it. But it's also like, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. So I feel like we're not going to know he's playing until he's, he's, wearing, playing. he's wearing the jersey. But there's a lot of media <laughs> kind of pushing it the other way. That you, what do you mean? Like that they want more of a timetable or that they have a definite timetable? I think that they have a timetable. I think the medical staff has a timetable. The medical staff, of course. There's no way that they don't. This isn't, yeah. I would be very bummed if the doctors were like, man, we got no idea. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to flip a coin. (laughs) We're letting this guy play until it hurts. Then we're going to tell him to stop. Um, No, but it genuinely seemed like he crossed that poor kid up at his Palmdale basketball court opening. Yeah, uh, very funny. Which also, he pushes that kid. (laughs) I feel like he pushes that kid to the ground. Um, He does fall back. He does fall back. But he's dribbling there. He's making these late night trips. He is seemingly doing pregame workout stuff from the videos we've seen. He's going against other trainers and stuff like that. Yeah. But it feels like they're kind of dangling these nuggets of like, like, ooh, a piece of candy. And it's just every piece of candy is Paul George working out video. Yeah. Or stuff like that. Well, I I mean, it would be 
I don't know, man. I it would be nice to have like a definite answer for sure. Um, I think we know. I mean, obviously, we know as much as they're willing to tell us. So, yeah. I th- think. I mean, I still pretty like I'm still standing firm until I'm proven wrong. Like, I would be pretty surprised if he played opening night. Yes, for um, sure. And I do get, you know, that he's murdering kids in basketball. Yes. In, <laughs> but I, I don't think that's the same as being ready for, you know, what is probably going to be the deepest playoff run of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really stressing it. I'm not stressing it. It's more, it's just that classic Clippers front office, like, mystique that kind of goes into that coy thing I was talking about. Because what they're doing with this energy is is another kind of, because every team does this. I was going to say, but that's what every team does. Yeah, with this, this like, I don't know. He'll play when he plays, I guess. We don't know when he'll play, but looking pretty good, don't you think? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Like, they're giving the, like, he's working, he's made great strides. If you were the doctor, what what would you say? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're handing... What if they're just trying to low-key pull NBA Twitter for what we think they should do with (laughs) the star? That's how athletic performance is managed They're just grasping for straws right now. Uh, Yeah, the earliest I'd like to see him back is honestly, like, that first week. Like, let's play that first week. Then let's maybe get him back at the earliest. Because you're right about the playoff run. What matters is the later months yeah the beginning while difficult not as important yes oh man a lot of a lot of existential questions i feel like uh you know it's that time of season really it really is. it's, we're, it's that time of season we're so close uh, to preseason basketball too oh yeah god i cannot wait for preseason basketball um oh per his father and shams Joachim noah is working out with the clippers this week wow it was reported you... for the third time about time. The cycle of <laughs> NBA news goes, the father of the player reports it. Yep. And then maybe your local daily podcast reports what the father said. And then a week and a half later, Shams reports it. Um, I think it was Shams was also in The Athletic. Can't wait. Hope the workout goes well. Yeah. Right? For sure. At this point, can we just add Noah? Like, you're ready You're ready to just pick him up. I'm ready to pick him up, man. I'm With who's left, you know... I think they were talking like Mario Chalmers was talking about how he wanted to work out for some teams. Yeah, I and bet all you do. St- <laughs> I bet you do, Mario Chalmers. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but th- th- Noah just seems like a guy. He fits the mold to a T. Absolutely, there is nothing about absolutely him that is not current Clippers basketball. I feel like every player in the locker room would love him too. He seems like a great dude. Yeah, it it makes so much sense. Um, that I just I also like to the idea of. Fee playing under him. Oh, we haven't even talked about that. That's a great point. Uh, I like the idea of Fee playing under him. Uh, just those strong defensive instincts. I mean, having that sort of tutelage would be huge for, I mean, especially coming in a rookie. Like, I think that... And Noah's going to be that 15 spot, so he's going to have time to kind of be in his ear. Yes. And something tells me Noah will be in the young guy's ears. Yes. And we've talked about how, you know, the majority of time... We predict that we will see Fee. It'll be in G League stuff. But I think if he wants to carve out any sort of regular rotation thing, and it's gonna if it's gonna be at the five, he's gonna have to be like 
an otherworldly rim protector and rebounder. He's going to have to be able to do all the things that Trez can't do. He's gonna, Yeah, for sure. He's going to have to do that, and he's going to have to just have also that. Not that Trez can't do those things. I'm just saying, like, no, as, a, but for right as, now. A, as an extra shore up. Yeah. Or when Trez can't, you know, or when, you know, Trez needs minutes to rest. He doesn't ever really seem to need a rest, <laughs> but he could. But sometimes. Yeah, I would be, I haven't thought about it. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, let's just, I mean, let's just put... Clipper Nation, if you're listening, just put all your good vibes towards a good workout, and let's sign Noah. Just everybody on Twitter, fake report that it's official. Please don't Joe do that. Noah has signed to the Clippers. Please do not do that. And then we'll will it into existence. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, you know, I did uh, I did see Noah's manager at a bar the other weekend. Um, coming up after this, let us know if you guys want us to sign Noah. There hasn't been a lot. I feel like, I feel like people forgot that we still have an open roster spot almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we stand, we stood pat for so long, and we didn't really know what was happening with workouts. So yeah, let us know who you think we should sign. If you think it's someone other than Joachim Noah, send it. I saw, I've seen some Iman Shumpert. Why thrown our way? I don't know. Um, <laughs> there hasn't been any concrete evidence to make me really believe in it. Uh, coming up after this, we're talking the ESPN Top 100 and some shavings. Hey. <laughs> What's in there? Shavings. What's the shavings? So the ESPN Top 100, what was it, 100 through 51 was released? Yeah, yeah. couple of clips on the list. We got them. Former Clipper Danilo Gallinari ranked it 91. Seemingly wow. pretty that disrespectful. Is deep. That is deep. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, Patrick Beverly came in at 79. Love. Montrose Harrell at 72. Lou Will, 58. 58 is too low. 58, I agree, is too low. I mean, all of these are low. I'm not saying that they're aptly rated, but I think that... Trez being ahead of Beverly kind of shocks me. Because I would rank Beverly ahead of Trez. Huh. He does more, and I just... That is why, I guess. Yeah, the stat sheet for Harold definitely pops a little bit more, but... I, for sure. I do see your point. Like, if you're looking at... A contribution to winning, um, like solely winning and leadership, I do think that Patrick Beverly should deserves to be ranked higher. Not like a bunch higher. They're still. I mean, they're obviously both higher than seventy nine and seventy two. Yeah. But they they had an interesting note on Bev's though, which like didn't make any sense. Yeah. So they talk <laughs> a little bit in this section about how like there's just like some overall questions about the thing, and one of the one of them is like which player is most likely to outperform their ranking. Uh, and it seemed like everyone thought Patrick Beverly, which <laughs> you did the rankings, so why not just put him higher then? Man, we think this guy's going to be way higher than 79. <laughs> Let's stick him in at 79, though. <laughs> yeah, I think Beverly's going to outplay that 79 ranking from ESPN as well. I still think... How many spots higher do you think? 15 to 20. Wow. He's that good. Yeah. He shot... Upwards of 40% when he was real hot. So you're still thinking bottom 50. He'll still be in the bottom 50, but at the very top but of the bottom 50. Comfortably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Comfortably within there. Um, I think Lou's going to outplay his. I think Trez is going to outplay his, but not by... The ceiling for Trez is so interesting because I'm still not sure if we've seen it. Yeah. We might have seen it. Well... I don't know that we've seen the ceiling. I think that there we've talked about we've, you know, made allusions to things that he can pick up and improve in his game and all of those things are so they seem so approachable for him that I don't think that we've seen his ceiling as a complete player. Okay. 
I do think in terms of like, what's even the word I'm looking for? The understanding or the appreciation of his role on a national spotlight. I think we might have seen the ceiling for that because ultimately how much love like on a national media spectrum is a six man is like a, you know, like a six man center. Yeah, that's fair. Seventh man. (laughs) Oh, easy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think this kind of goes when we talk about Shamit to his role within the team, doing what he needs to do. Yeah. Versus actual full potential. Yeah. Lou Will at 58. Okay. Lou Will not being in the top 50, I think, is... Dumb. Is that, I mean, is that me being too biased? I feel like that seems kind of dumb. I mean, it might be, but he's just the best sixth man in the league. Yeah. So I'm not... If so, sure. if you're the best six man in the league multiple years in a row, does that not put make you one of the fifty best players? I mean, I guess not. According to this list, no. Is the six man of the award Lou Wills to lose as of twelve oh five p.m. on September so here's the thing. or whatever I, I, day it is? I think it, it's going to be nearly impossible for him to win this. Really? I do. Um, fatigue. I'm not happy about it, but yeah, I do think voter fatigue is a factor. I think that him having a lower usage rate will be a factor. I think that him, I, I mean, he's going to see a decrease in his numbers, uh, and that's. I think his assist numbers might go up. I think his assist numbers could go up, but I think that his scoring and his usage is, is going to be a lot lower mm-hmm. um, than, than we've needed him to be these past couple of years, um, which is a good thing. This is all positive stuff that I'm saying. But at the same time, you know, it makes it a little bit harder for voters to want to vote the same guy again. Uh, yes. So I, I do feel as though it is his to lose. Um, but, yeah, like... At the same time, yeah, like winning it is so hard. Yeah. It's his to lose in the fact that to me he's the he's the incumbent champ, uh, the perennial champ, and he's kind of doing. Jamal Crawford was famous for like every single person who voted for Jamal Crawford for Sixth Man of the Year, he would like write him a letter, and like he did a lot of above board politicking. He was a very nice guy. Yeah, some maybe perceive that when they first witness it as weakness or not weakness but it's kind of like a gamesmanship type thing yeah sorry i don't know what just happened no worries uh but whereas lou and that's no disrespect toward jamal crawford you got to do what you got to do he absolutely deserved those six men of the year awards i'm not saying that but he definitely helped his case it's like you know movie's got a campaign for the oscars yeah lou high voters gold watches and stuff lou doesn't seem to have to do that Lou's whole vibe is, I know I'm the underground goat. You guys can vote for me if you want. I yeah. know that I'm the best. Yeah. Like when D. Rose was like, oh, I'm coming for that six minute. And he quoted his tutor. I was like, you don't want it this year. Like that. I think Lou will. I think he has maybe. I think he has a little better shot than people give him credit for. Strictly for the fact that I don't think he cares as much. Interesting. Because he he's gonna Lou's gonna do whatever Lou's gonna do. I agree. If with the that. award didn't I, I, exist, I agree with that. I think that Lou's gonna do whatever he's gonna do, and I don't think that he gets caught up in awards. But I do think he's at a stage of his career where, like, I mean, legacy has got to start to matter. But his legacy, I think, is already cemented. That's fair. You know what? Yeah. You're right. It's already cemented. If it was like the first six man of the year, yes, then it would be like, damn, we gotta get Lou this award. Yeah. Or if he was, you know, if he was still only too deep, like if yeah. he hadn't gotten that third yet. For sure. Um, now, all I want Lou to have is a ring. Oh, agreed. that's all. Yeah. That, like, no, that's a very good point. That's like that's a very good point. 
And I think that, like, and tying into that, like, that's what I was saying in that I think for that to happen, we're going to see a, you know, you might have to make a drop. Some... We're going to see some sacrifices in his regular season performance. Yeah. Man, I want him to get a ring so bad. That'd be incredible. <laughs> It'd be, be so great. Anything else in that shavings drawer? Um, no, it's a slow news week. Slow news week. Guys, we're going to have a stream for y'all tomorrow. That's right. Twitter Tuesday. Send your questions in. At Locked on Cliffs. At Will Updike. At Charles Mockler. We'd love to hear from you. If you're we local, need to hear from you. If you're a local business, let us know if you want to advertise in here. Yeah. Good time. Sure. Yeah. Slow season. Maybe get in before some of the other local businesses do. That's true. Your competitors. Keep an eye out. There may be a Clippers news announcement. That's something true. like that. Yeah. Look out for your Twitters. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. I'm William the Opinion Update. Thanks so much for listening.